Um, I apologize in advance if there is any background noise. I'm not going to mute during this episode because we're going to be talking back and forth really directly. So um, hopefully it's not too hard to follow. And I apologize if there's like, you know, my roommates make noise or anything in the background. Hey guys, this is Fatal Tales. My name's Katie. And I'm Azra. And today we're going to be talking about politics. So if you don't want to hear about our political opinions, you can skip this one. Just as a disclaimer for the entire show, though, we're political people. All people are political people, whether they want to be or not. And we aren't going to, like, shelter you from our political opinions. We are um, both very left-leaning liberal. Um, So if you're listening to our episodes, you're going to get our opinions on all kinds of things as they come up in, like, cases and murder trials and everything. So don't, you know, think that by skipping this episode, you're going to skip hearing all of our political opinions. We just want to talk about some political things that are going on right now. And if you don't want to hear about that, that's fine. But if you'd like to stick around and hear kind of our thoughts and takes on that, definitely. You're welcome. We're excited to talk about this. I wouldn't, maybe not excited. We're ready to talk about this and feel like it needs to be talked about. So um, anyway, I guess that's kind of the disclaimer. Yeah, we're itching to talk about this. And like Katie said, we are political people. Everybody's political. But yeah, we just, we really wanted to do this episode because we just felt like it was really important to talk about. And we really wanted to kind of share our thoughts with somebody other than each other because we've been talking to each other about this for like the past week and we really needed to get our thoughts out there into the world. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I just... I need to know that other people are hearing me. And, like, that's why I have a podcast, because I like to be heard. But, like, it feels like Azra and I have kind of become this echo chamber for each other, where, like, we both tend to agree. Not, we don't agree on everything, but we tend to have similar opinions. And so when we're anxious and worried and stressed about this, it's like, okay, yeah, we're anxious and worried and stressed, and nobody else seems to care. So it'd just be nice to kind of have a place to put this aside from just each other yeah yeah definitely so as you guys might have guessed we're gonna talk about everything that's happened in america this last week if you're not interested in that skip this this is coming from the perspective of one american and one canadian (laughs) so i don't know as much about the american political system as maybe i should but I certainly know a lot more than I did before I started dating an American. <laughs> I mean, that just kind of goes with the territory, I think. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know anything about Canadian politics, and I still know, like, an nth of what I should know. But Azra is right. cultured, and also America tends to force everyone to care about what's happening in our politics, so... That's true. It's kind of like a worldwide phenomenon, I think, what's happening in the U.S. right now and what's happening with Donald Trump. But before we get into the meat of everything, I just want to say Donald Trump is a fucking loser because he's been impeached twice now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What a fucking loser. Only president in history to be impeached twice. Potentially only president to be removed from office, which is exciting. Well, will he be removed from office? So I'm sorry, I'm not totally sure how this works. So will yeah. he be removed from office? Because I know that they're not going to reconvene the Senate until the 19th. Yes. So um, essentially, he won't technically be removed from office. But like, I guess maybe convicted is better. I don't know the 
proper terminology in in terms of impeachment speak. Um, I think it would be convicted. I think that he would be convicted. Yeah, I guess convicted is probably the best word. But essentially, Trump will be, could potentially be the first one to essentially have, like, the actual repercussions of impeachment fall on him. He would not be removed from office because, so, as Ezra said, the Senate is not reconvening until the 19th of January, which is a day before he is kicked out of office anyway because he didn't get reelected because he's a one-term fucking loser president. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, he wouldn't be technically removed from office. He'll just be, like, he'll have some benefits stripped of him. Like, he won't get... There's, like, a um, continued, like, salary for the president for life... for their life after they, like, are no longer in office that he would no longer get... He wouldn't get, like, a travel stipend that presidents get after they're removed from office. He also won't get, like, the security detail, and he can never run again if he's, like, convicted or found guilty or whatever whatever the correct impeachment legalese is. He will no would, longer be eligible for those things. Would he possibly go to jail, or is that out of the question? He... Impeachment just removes him from office or, like, prevents him from running again, sets a precedent, whatever. He would never go to jail from impeachment. Um, He just loses a lot of the benefits that he would get as, like, a former president. They can, however, or potentially can, depending on how you interpret constitutional law, essentially, like, press charges against him in a criminal way to try and put him in jail. So I think that... What could come from this is Trump will be removed from office, and then if there's any criminal charges that can be placed against him for the things that happened, then they would essentially press charges against him and prosecute him criminally, criminally as well as just, like, removing him from office. Does that make sense? hmm So do you think that they would do that, the Senate? So the Senate wouldn't do that. That would be, like, a prosecutor that would have to like Mm. push criminal charges against him okay so just like but what prosecutor like i'm sure that it's like some sort of special process yeah i prosecute uh, a former president yeah i don't think it's ever been done i'm gonna be honest and i don't know if there's a whole lot of precedent for it so the thing about the united states is our legal system operates almost purely off of precedent like you can't it's hard to do something that hasn't been done before in our legal system. I know that there are other officials who've been removed from office and then had criminal charges placed against them, but it would be under the jurisdiction of either the federal government or the, um, like, area where he was when he committed the crime. And I'm sure that there's a lot of things that Trump could be prosecuted for. Among them is probably fraud of some kind somewhere back. There's, I mean... I don't personally know that for a fact, so don't quote me on that, but, like, you know, based on his overall character and the way that he's conducted himself as president, I would be surprised if there weren't something that he could be in trouble for, essentially, but um, they would have to have criminal things to charge him for. I mean, couldn't they charge him for, like, sedition here? Sedition or treason or... Yeah, there are probably a couple of different things. And those would all be federal crimes, so that it would be a federal prosecutor that would do that. It's hard to say at this point, 
honestly, and I think that the big thing right now is just preventing him from being ever like ever being president again and ensuring right. the safety of our nation. Right. Um so moving on from his impeachment, I guess we should talk about why he's been impeached. I was gonna say I think that the <laughs> the <laughs> next thing that we need to cover is why why what the hell is happening in the United States right now and why on earth is our fucking president being impeached again? <laughs> Less than a year later. <laughs> right. So if you've been living under a rock or maybe you're not from the United States or maybe you just don't listen to news. I don't know. I'd be kind of amazed if you hadn't heard at this point, but if you haven't heard, on January 6th, Trump held a Stop the Steal rally in Washington, D.C., and he had a bunch of his supporters, like, come out, and he, like, advertised it and pushed it and made everybody, you know, really excited about it. And he brought everyone out there, and that happened to be... Not happened. He intentionally had it be the same day that the electoral college votes were going to be counted by the Senate. Now, that particular th- like thing, the votes being counted by the Senate, is not supposed to be like some kind of like ooh, like is he gonna be president or is he not? Like that's already been decided. The electoral votes have already been cast. Everything, every fucking thing in the election is done. It's literally supposed right. to be like a ceremonial thing where they're like, oh, yep. That's how many votes there were. Trump's, <laughs> right. ele- like, not elected. Biden's elected, right? Like, it's literally just a ceremony. Mm-hmm. But everybody was, like, watching and really, like, tuning in because Trump had been so adamant and so insistent that he had been cheated somehow and somehow that the election somehow the election had been stolen from him and somehow all the votes for Biden were illegal because most of, because a lot of them were mail-in ballots And so those ones were fraudulent ballots. The amazing thing, though, fun fact, is that every single trial where Trump tried to prove that there was any kind of fraud at all got thrown out. He was essentially wrong. Like, there's no way that he... Unless you believe every single institution in the entire United States from the top to the bottom is 100% corrupt you're not going to, like, be able to justify the fact that Trump had the election stolen from him. Even in right. red states, like Georgia. Georgia's normally red. Georgia turned blue in this election, incredibly, uh, thanks to yeah. Stacey Abrams nearly entirely by herself. Well, I guess not by herself. Due to the organizing efforts of Stacey Abrams. And then thanks to black voters. Right, and thanks to black voters, Right. Georgia turned blue in this election, but it's typically a red state. It's not typically a blue state. So, you know, it's not like it's one that he's likely to lose, but he lost it. And their courts are not blue courts. It's not like he was whatever. If there was fraud, it would have been found in Georgia, and it was not. So there are no more votes for you. You lost... I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, but everybody was still kind of watching. Right. Be- like, even I'm in Canada and my dad was watching right. on the news. And a lot of because- people, sorry, a lot of people were just paying attention mainly because Trump had made such a big deal out of it that he, it had been stolen. Right, exactly. And everybody knew that, like, Ted Cruz was gonna um, object 
Right. Right? Because he's a fucking dickweed. Right. And, like, a lot of the Republican senators were kind of going to make a show about saying that there was fraud at the election. But nobody really... Essentially, it's not the Senate's place to make that decision. It's American voters' place to make the decision about who gets elected, and it's the Electoral College's decision to make the, you know, final, like, say of who gets elected. Trump was clearly not elected. So there was no real legal precedent or grounds for them to, you know, not count the ballots or to, I don't know, whatever. There's no legal precedent for that. Mm -hmm. But Trump had this Stop the Steal rally intentionally on the 6th so that they would be there at the same time and his Trump cults could go and protest at the Capitol. Right, and at the rally, the things that he said to them were really fucking disturbing. Katie and I, um, afterwards we listened to a recording of it and um, it was like an hour and seven minutes long or something. No, it was like an hour and a half, babe. It was like almost 90, it was like 90 some odd minutes. (laughs) Yeah, you <laughs> just blocked some of it from my brain to protect myself. <laughs> you just, you just were like, nah, I'm fucking done. Which really valid. It was painful listening to the it bullshit that he said that wasn't mm-hmm. true. No, and at one point he uh, was like, "We're all going to march into the Capitol together. We're not gonna let them do this." So like he was like, "I'm going to be with you guys." Essentially, like. He was telling his supporters that he was going to be with them while they, like, stormed on the Capitol. Right. Um, which, obviously, he fucking wasn't. Well, and obviously he knew that he, he wasn't going to be. He. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. He, he knew that he, like, his security was like, you are not allowed to go. Which, like, obviously... I mean, he never had any intentions of going because he doesn't well, like getting his hands dirty. He just he, likes other people doing his dirty work for him. He actually did ask and wanted to. But really? they wouldn't. they wouldn't allow him to, yeah. Um, So what, did he want to go in there with fucking zip ties also? No, so he wanted to go and kind of just, like, stand and, like, continue to, like, talk and, like, be around his, you know, followers or whatever. But, um... That would have been wild. If he was there... Yeah. Well, if if he he was there, I I don't even think it would be a question if the Senate would convict. No, if, if he were more involved, any more involved than he is, like, it would be obvious. But... Yeah, essentially his speech incited a riot, um, and Mm -hmm. the rioters stormed the Capitol. Now, the words that he said were very much, like, we have to fight this, we have to stop this, like, this is our, our job to fix this right now, and it's like, the time has long passed for anything to be done about the election. Like, the election's over, you're done. Right. And he kind of just made it very clear that, like, they needed to make their voices heard, and, like, they should go and, you know, urge their senators to stand against this, and it's like, but the election's over, this is not, this is a ceremony, it's not something where they're really making any decisions, they're just supposed to say, yep, this is how many votes there were, like, (laughs) I'm a little outraged (laughs) if you can't tell by the fact that, like, this shouldn't have ever happened on this day anyway. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it should never happen at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But the fact that he, his supporters are still under the, de- like, are still, like, under the delusion that somehow the vote was stolen from him, even though, like, every lawsuit 
everything has come back and said that that's not the case. Well, and they were kind of under the impression, and he made it sound like there was something that could be still done about it. Like, Mm -hmm. they were going to be involved in stopping the steal of the vote from him. Like, that, yeah. And (sighs) obviously they're kind of sucked down this rabbit hole of fake news and just bullshit that Trump spews and that other, you know, Fox News and other right-wing media outlets spew that basically tell them, you know, that Democrats are to blame for all the problems and that they hate Trump and that the media hates Trump and that, you know, I don't know, that there's anything that Trump can do to fix any of society's problems when in reality he's really only made everything worse. Um, I mean, also, like, they run on the platform of even if things are bad now, it's not our fault, it's the Democrats' fault. And just imagine what Joe Biden is going to do when he's president. Like, right? he's a monster. He's going to do horrible things. Right. And everybody who believes in QAnon, like the conspiracy QAnon, a lot of them genuinely believe that, like, the Democrats have, like, a fucking pedophile ring. Right. Or... Which... All kinds of other crazy things. <laughs> right. Or they believe, like, fucking Tom Hanks is, a, like, a fucking pedophile who has, like, an underground pedo- who's part of, like, an underground pedophile ring. Right. Tom Hanks. Like, what the fuck? I don't, like, and that, like, that's just, like, one example of, like, the things that people who read conspiracy theories like QAnon believe. Right. And they've just kind of gotten sucked down this hole where they're not getting real information about anything anymore and they don't trust any media outlets that are actually putting out news. They're not even hearing the same information. Like, when we read the news, we get one set of facts and they read the news and they're getting something completely different and they're not even in the same realm of reality. And, I mean, I can attest this. I have Facebook friends, relatives. I I say Facebook friends, not actual friends but you know people that i'm related to people that i'm aware of that post just ridiculous things about how biden is evil and he's gonna cause chaos in the country and antifa is evil and how they're the ones that are truly behind all of the problems in society and that antifa were actually the ones that stormed the Capitol and things like this and it's like let's just unpack that for a moment if you're saying that Antifa stormed the Capitol, they've been undercover for, like, years at this point as fucking right-wing Trumpists. Like, no Antifa person has been arrested from those riots. It's all been people who are documented Trump supporters from start to finish who have been, you know, vehemently defending him. And every single person is, like, a documented Trump supporter. So it's like... Also, why would anybody who's quote-unquote antifa be like storming the capitol while they're counting the bat like while they're like confirming the election results i mean it makes no sense the the logic is that they're trying to make themselves look like trump supporters so that trump gets in trouble and that the right wing gets blamed for it but trump is out of the office in like two fucking weeks anyways like right they voted him out like we won but Antifa, the thing you're misunderstanding, babe, and I hope that you can hear the sarcasm in my voice as I fucking say this. <laughs> you're not understanding, though, babe. 
Antifa wants to destroy America and ruin our family ideals and they want everyone to be in a polyamorous relationship and to be gay and to murder babies and to just ruin American society, destroy the nuclear family, completely just flood the country with immigrants and make it horrible. You know, literally none of that sounded bad except murder babies. <laughs> like every other part of that was like that sounds like something that like a lot of perfectly normal fucking adults do. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing is they have but they're under this mindset that all of those things are 100% negative in every way and that, you know, the only good society is the society that was around in the 1950s which was racist, homophobic and horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um and that we just need to get back to that and we'll be a great country again instead of realizing that the problems that have happened are because of the systems that were around in the 1950s like all of the problems that we have today are because of those very same systems like (laughs) we're on that same fucking trajectory okay my thing is antifa is not even like a fucking organization no it just stands for anti-fascist literally literally like trump is a goddamn idiot (laughs) also if you notice all the protests where antifa legitimately is are the ones with mutual aid stations and fucking first aid responders in every fucking area of the whole protest and they're organized well and they're carrying cartons of milk and gas masks so that they don't end up you know passing out from not being able to breathe because of you know being fucking mustered or tear gassed by police like they're not antifa is not this big scary bad entity they're just literally saying we don't want fascism in the United States. That's literally why it. is it why is it bad to be against fascism when like Hitler was a fascist and Mussolini was a fascist? I have a secret why? for you. It's because their president is a fascist. Oh right. <laughs> right. Like if you're anti fascist, you're anti Trump. Why is that? Yeah. Probably because Trump's a fucking fascist. He absolutely I... fucking is. Oh, it blows my mind. I'm sorry. I don't. I feel like we're kind of off on a rabbit hole, but... And I knew that this is how this would be. I knew that the second we started talking, we would get carried away. In a rabbit hole and just keep talking and talking and talking. Yeah. But you talked for a second about the way certain rallies with Antifa would be. Like, the way that they would act. And that reminded me that I wanted to bring up, um, like, the differences that obviously a lot of people have probably already heard of between the Black Lives Matter protests and the way that those people were treated versus the way that the people who were storming the Capitol were treated. The way that these fucking terrorists were treated, let's just say it. (laughs) Right, right. You know, they killed a fucking police officer because, you know, apparently blue lies matter to Republicans and white supremacists only when people are saying black lives matter because blue lives don't really matter to them they it only matters that black lives don't matter right well and them. The, the reality is you know these people got into the capitol building they were in the senate chamber they were at nancy pelosi's desk like black people protesting would never have made it that far no first off no. because there would have been a hell of a lot more police there and they never would have even gotten onto capitol hill grounds I mean, they were fucking aware that 
like some sort of riot was being planned for that day and they did nothing (laughs) right they didn't increase the police numbers they didn't increase anything they just let it happen basically and then there were so many congress people in the capitol building and they had barely anybody there yeah like that seems super fucking intentional to me and you can say like on one level right perhaps that's because they didn't expect that the white supremacists would get violent (laughs) um now that's fucking naive as hell because white supremacy is violent i mean white supremacists are the one who are the ones who take fucking pictures with guns in front of their christmas trees and be like come at me you liberals right i dare you right you know right like those are what white supremacists do right and like i'm just saying like i think that you could say that that's the the narrative or you could say that it's because most law enforcement are also right-leaning or just blatantly white supremacists as well right yeah and i think that that's a huge factor in this is that a lot of the people who actually did storm the capitol were either off-duty law enforcement military former military former law enforcement a lot of them were like the same people who should have been protecting the capitol right and i mean obviously there's a lot to be said about the fact that those are the police officers in a nation in this nation right that there's just problems in that in and of itself in that you know the same people who would should be protecting the nation are the ones that are destroying it right um i mean also i think that you were the one who actually brought up this point is um the reason that possibly the police weren't more forceful with the riders was because a lot of them were armed yeah, and I think that's the thing that I wanted want to talk about a little bit is, so, with a Black Lives Matter protest, there are not very many people who are carrying guns, and certainly not open carrying guns. At this protest, there were many protesters who had weapons, open carried, concealed carried, and so the normal crowd control tactics that you would use, Obviously, they escalate a situation. If protesters are yelling and being rowdy and you use, you know, a megaphone to yell at them, you're elevating your voice above theirs. If they're kind of pushing against barriers or things like that and you use tear gas to move them away from the barriers or you use tasers or you use pepper spray to move them from one place to another, that escalates the situation it takes it up a notch from where it was and there's more violence happening now if you escalate with black lives matter protesters there's not guns in the crowd there's you know first aid supplies to you know take care of tear gas or being shoved or whatever right um but when you're tear gassing or pepper spraying protesters that have guns you're escalating the situation, and if they escalate back, you don't... I mean, you have to shoot them. Like, you don't have an option, because they have a gun, and they're going to shoot you. So, I think that that well, may be why the police didn't escalate the situation. The thing is, the reality is, is that if it was black people, and even if the black people had guns, and they were, the police were scared that they would have to shoot them, they wouldn't care, because the police would be ready to shoot them. 
Right. Well, I mean, we already know that, you know, black lives in the United States are not treated the same as white lives. So, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, yeah. Also, what you were saying about, like, it's easier to control the crowd in a Black Lives Matter protest because, like, most of them aren't carrying weapons. Um, I think that we saw a lot of police officers at the Black Lives Matter protests take advantage of that fact. Right. And be like, wow, this is a fucking great time to unload all of my fucking prejudice, like, all my disgustingness inside of me onto this crowd of, um, protesters. Right. And just fucking tear gas them, shoot them, like, shoot rubber bullets at them or whatever. Like, they took that as the perfect opportunity because they could pass it off as, oh, we were controlling the crowd. This crowd was getting too rowdy. It was riot control, right? Right. Um, But in reality, it was peaceful protests that they turned violent. Right. Well, and we saw that, I mean, there were was a vigil for Elijah McClain in Colorado, and police showed up in fucking riot gear and just started pushing protesters out. And it was, like, a vigil where somebody was, like, they, everyone was standing and sitting around, and they fucking just walk in and start moving people and pushing people. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like, what is your logic here? They're just standing and having a vigil. There's literally a fucking person playing the violin, and you guys come in in your army out, you know, decked out like your fucking stormtroopers or some shit, and move people and tear gas them and use rubber bullets. And it's like, you know... Obviously, it's just because the police don't like us pushing back against violence that they commit, you know? But, um... It's because they don't like people pushing back against the racism that has... That the system is built on. Right. They don't like anybody being like, wow, maybe the status quo isn't fucking great because it allows you to kill innocent, unarmed black people whenever you fucking want and then get away with it. Right. They just don't like being told that, hey, maybe this isn't fucking okay. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Maybe you just shouldn't, you know, shoot someone because of the color of their skin. Absolutely. And so we definitely saw that, see that difference between the way that they treated protesters at the Black Lives Matter protests versus these fucking white supremacists who were actively chanting, hang Mike Pence. Are you fucking kidding me? And they had a fucking noose set up for him. Like, they were, you know, they had a noose set up for him and for, apparently they were looking for Nancy Pelosi. Yep. Well, that's the thing. They had... A noose, they had guns, they had bombs that were placed, they had zip ties, which, tell me what you're gonna do, do with fucking zip ties at a protest. Right, I'm like curious. Handgu- like, um, handcuff zip ties. Handcuff zip ties, yes. Yeah. Like, we know exactly what the fuck they meant to do with those. Oh, they were gonna go take hostages in the Capitol building. They were gonna right. hold senators and, and congresspeople hostage. Hostage. And they were gonna run their own fucking trial or, like, sick version of a trial and be like, who's on Trump's side? If you're on fucking Trump's side, you die. Right. If you're not on Trump's side. Right. Did I say if you're on Trump's side? Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) No, absolutely. And I mean, the Congress people talk about how, you know, endangered they felt for various reasons, right? AOC said that she had some kind of a close call. Who knows what the fuck that means, but she's like, she felt, you know, personally endangered and had a close call. 
And mm-hmm. then... Yeah. She said she can't talk about it for security reasons, but she right. felt like her life was in danger. But she also said that when they were getting to, like, a security point, she felt like she couldn't even go there because there were Republican white supremacists in Congress yep. who were at that checkpoint that she felt like would also give up her location. Right. That they would tell the white supremacists where she was so that she would no longer be safe. I'm t- we're talking about uh, Josh Hawley, aren't we? G- Jesus fucking Christ, that goddamn motherfucker. I fucking hate Saw him. them in the streets and held up his fist. Like, go fuck yourself. Genuinely. Josh Hawley, if you ever uh, <laughs> hear this, if anybody sends this to you, go fuck yourself. And go if, fuck and, yourself. And, and he had the nerve to be upset after his uh, publishing deal with for his book was was uh, taken down. Like yeah. after his publishing deal for his this book was canceled. This is Orwellian. Go fuck yourself. Like, oh. I'm sorry, sir. Your First Amendment rights do not give you the the right to um, have part of the blame for a fucking terroristic act. Also, like, let's just talk about the First Amendment for a second. The First Amendment protects you from the government for, like, your speech against the government. So I can say fuck Donald Trump and I don't have to worry about getting arrested, right? Um, Right. Like, the government can't stop me from saying bad things about the government to a certain extent. Right. Now like, they can not stop like me we're from in North Korea. Right. They can where... they can stop me from being inciting violence. They can stop me from hate speech and they can stop me from like you know planning to commit crimes. Hmm. But those are the only like speeches that aren't protected from the government. Right. But also, you hear that you have the right to your own opinion. But also no other platform has to allow you to share their share your opinion on their platform. And that's not a violation of your free speech. That's just that platform taking advantage of its own rights. Well, that's the thing. You're allowed to have your opinion, but I'm allowed to tell you that it's a fucking stupid opinion. Exactly. <laughs> like, I can and, tell you, you're being an idiot. <laughs> and if most people are in agreement that your actions indirectly indirectly or directly caused this terrorist attack i think that that like book publisher had every fucking right to be like now we don't want to sign this book deal with you anymore or even if it wasn't necessarily indirectly or directly caused but you condoned and supported right because that's the thing is while they were attacking the capital he saw them and was like you you guys go okay in my mind every republican who who perpetuated the lies who perpetuated the lies and kept saying the vote was stolen from trump and kept saying oh we need to count the votes we need to stop the steal biden didn't really win there's something wrong with this election every republican who said anything like that who continued to support trump while he was saying shit like that contributed they are all partially responsible for this yeah absolutely fuck them all absolutely yeah i agree and especially so, especially people who up to the day were still stop the steal, this election's rigged. Right, or who are planning on objecting, and then afterwards they were like, oh, fuck, my life was really in danger. Right. Like, it's like the leopards ate my face meme. Right. You know? Like, what the fuck did you expect to happen? Right. Well, and I think the thing is, they were 
supporting Trump and his bullshit lies for political power and gain because it seemed that that was the direction that the Republican Party was moving. And they felt that if they didn't, then they would lose out on some voters. And so they chose to essentially make a deal with the devil in an effort to gain political prowess. And then turns out that's a shitty idea because the devil doesn't give a fuck about you and certainly isn't out there to protect you. He's only out there to protect himself and to continue to build his fucking empire of wealth or debt that actually he has. Um, Yeah. I mean, they made a deal with the devil, which worked fine for them until the devil sent a group of fucking angry white supremacists to kill them. Right. Well, and anybody that... Sorry. Like, they were chanting, hang Mike Pence, which... Mike Pence has been Trump's president for four years. Mike Pence has stood by Trump's side. Right. Through all the fucking bullshit that he's done. Right. The only thing that Pence has done wrong in Trump's eyes is actually kind of hold on to some sort of sense of democracy in that he's like there's nothing i can do to like stop the election election results from going forward right because he was willing to follow the law to not right. allow trump to stop in this the one case he was right. willing to follow right. the law like we don't know what else happened like right like through the like i don't like pence was literally trump's lapdog for the past four years right but he does one thing wrong and trump sends his followers on him right and And they're chanting hang mike pence and at the rally before the um storming of the capitol trump was calling out republicans that he thinks aren't good yeah are weak aren't good republicans he even called out like mitch mcconnell which mitch mcconnell is like i hate his stupid turtle face yeah but mitch mcconnell is horrible i hate him he's horrible but he's great at like playing politics i fucking hate it you know yeah well that's the Um, thing trump trump was essentially saying you're either with me or you're against me and if you're against me then or if you're not standing directly with me on this very specific issue then you're against me and you're you should be punished for that right exactly and, and that that was kind of implied by his speech exactly so who knows like they probably would have gone in and tried to murder like half the republicans in there if not more because oh, like sure. they would have thought that they were weak republicans like mitt romney would have been the f- first republican to be killed right because they fucking hate him yeah and it's just so gross and i just hate you know that Congress people were in danger. I mean, AOC was in, or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, if you don't know who AOC is, felt that her life was in danger. Ayanna Presley, the panic buttons in her office were removed from the walls before the riots, um, wow. which, tell me how the why. fuck that happened. It's um, almost like this was planned or something. Yeah, it's almost like they had insider information. Um, and there's video of the protesters, like, talking about the layout of the White House, or of the Capitol building, and about, like, specifics of, like, oh, this window has, you know, there's tunnels under here, and just, like, basically, they knew exactly what they were doing, where they were going, and what they needed to be doing mm-hmm. to try and get to the Congress people, and, like, very clearly had planned at least some of them had planned to I mean, do what they were doing. Yeah, they had planned this for so long. People were wearing merch, like, t-shirts with, like, January 6th 
printed on them. Right. Like, I saw videos of TikToks of Republicans being like, you guys aren't ready for January 6th, you know? Right. Right. You know, on, like, Parler, everybody was planning January 6th. And people sent tips to the FBI and they did fucking nothing. Right. Well, that's the thing is the police didn't take it seriously at all. And I think, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I pray that doesn't happen again. But, um. I mean, apparently they're, they've decided to, they're completely locking down the Capitol. Like, right. from now. I mean, they have troops, legitimate, like, National Guard troops in the Capitol that are going to be there until the inauguration. Good. Like, I do not put it past them to try something yeah. at the inauguration. And, like. I genuinely worry for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's safety. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, a lot of the Congress people, I'm worried for their safety, too. Like, it's funny because, so a lot of, like, moderates and Republicans were mocking AOC. The first thing she tweeted was, I'm okay, um, after, like, the attack. And everybody was like, well, that's, whoa, that's so, like, self-centered, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, because my first fucking thought when I heard that they attacked the Capitol was, God, I fucking hope that AOC and Ilhan Omar and Ayanna Presley and a lot of those very left-leaning members of Congress were safe. Like, I was genuinely worried for their safety, so... Because they have targets on their back because those are the people that they hate the most. Well, and they've been doing death threats since day one of, you know, a lot of those people's time in Congress. They've been sending them death threats and, you know, credible death threats. Death threats where they had plans to do it, you know? So... The thing about, the thing about AOC for me is that she literally just says that she wants health care for everybody and she's, like, a smart, capable woman like, a well-educated woman and very well-spoken, and she's a woman of color, and people take that as some sort of personal threat against themselves. Well, the reality is she does threaten the way that rich white Americans live their lives, but... Well, yeah, but it's just, like, it's fucking ridiculous. Right. It's fucking ridiculous, you know? No, it's 100%. I think AOC is one of the best things to happen to Congress ever. Like, why is that such a threat to right. Republicans that that people want equal access to services? Right. Why? Right. It's it's not. That's the thing. Um, it's not a threat. No, it's it's not a threat. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like to them. It, no, it's a it's a threat to the like rich white American way of life and way of like just completely, you know capitalizing off of marginalized people Mm. um and poor people um Mm -hmm. but like it's not a threat to their way of life like their their lives would actually be better because you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have to pay for fucking health care and you would have equal access to education which like obviously they don't want equal access because they already have like priority access but you know like she just wants to make life better and (laughs) all of them are fucking pissed about it and you know i don't know it just it pisses me off and the worst part too is there were three congress people i think yesterday that were diagnosed with covid after the attacks because Because they were put in the same like evacuation pods with republican senators Mm -hmm. who refused to wear masks yeah and i heard that one of them actually had taken a covid test 
before they went and met on the 6th, but then he flew in before he got the results of his positive COVID test result back. And God. then on the 6th, after he had already flown in, he got the positive test result back. God. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was, but it was some Republican senator. And then when they were handing out masks while they were all, like, bunkered up, they fucking laughed at the Democrats. Yep, the Republicans refused to wear them. And now it's Pramila Jayapal, um, Brad Snyder, and Connie Col- or sorry, Bonnie Coleman that ended up getting COVID as a result and one of... of them, one of them is a cancer survivor. So, yeah. f- like, fuck whoever gave it to her. Um... They didn't wear masks. They refused to wear masks because they were like, let's just not get political right now. Excuse the fuck out of me? Are you seriously saying that wearing a mask like while you're bunkered down is political? Fuck you. Yeah, they're disgusting. Like, next thing you know, Republicans are going to come out and be like, I think that showering is too political for me, so (laughs) I'm just going to stop doing it. Yeah. Like... I'm just gonna walk around with greasy fucking hair and smelly-ass armpits, and you're just gonna have to deal with it. Your Mitch McConnell political. will look the same, because he's a fucking disgusting-looking man anyways. We can't say too much bad about Mitch McConnell, because apparently he's actually not opposed to impeaching Trump. Yeah, but he's a fucking hypocrite, because he was up Trump's ass his whole presidency. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, McConnell's not a good guy, but at least, like, he's finally like, fucking turning around a little tiny incremental now. I do not believe that he's gonna vote to convict or impeach him until it actually happens. Like, I will believe um, it when I see it with my own eyes. Yeah, I mean, I, what I think personally, so, um, for the impeachment, obviously, McConnell refuses to call a session until the 19th, so... Right. Even um, though typically, don't they call an emergency session after the House has voted to impeach? I don't know if they call an emergency session necessarily. It's up to the majority leader, and I don't know... I don't know historical precedent on this. There's not a lot of precedent. I mean, there's only, I think, five presidents that have been impeached, so... I was um, just reading online that, like, it was expected that he would call an emergency session, and then he was just like, no, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, I think that... In general, a lot of times, if a impeachment is put through, I think they do like if they're not already in session, they're like, okay, yeah, let's let's get to work on this. Um, but so McConnell said that they're not going to, but they'll be back in session, back in session on January nineteenth, which is the day before the inauguration. So, like we've already okay. talked about, it's too late to like remove trump from office for sure because the process takes days weeks possibly months but he said that he's not opposed and he thinks according to a source that's supposedly close to him um that this would be good to purge trump and trumpism from the republican party which like to a certain extent i think that's possible to a certain extent i think they're gonna branch i think there's gonna be a separation of the republican party where you're gonna have trump cultists that refuse to um, vote for Republicans after this because they allowed this to happen to Trump. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think this is the end of the Republican Party as we know it. I... Either that or, like, a fucking civil war, so. Yeah, I'm really scared, honestly, of, like, what's gonna happen. But, so, I think what I was saying was there's only, they only need two-thirds of those who are present when they, like, vote on the impeachment to convict trump essentially so 
I think what we'll see happen at that vote is if there are Republicans who don't want to vote against impeachment, but they also are scared politically that they're going to lose voters if they vote for impeaching Trump, they're going to essentially just not stay home. They won't be at the vote. And they'll just be like, okay, well, at least, you know, I'm not a vote counted for or against, right? Um, right. But the good news is, so we need 67 senators to impeach. We have 50 Democrats in Congress. And How if, do we have 50? So um, there's 48 that are Democrat, and then there's two that caucus with Democrats. One of them's Bernie Sanders, and the other's a guy named, like, Roy something... Um, but both of them caucus with Democrats. Both of them are very, like, left-leaning. They're not going to vote against impeachment. But, like, those two senators from Georgia haven't been sworn in yet, right? Right. But they'll likely get sworn in before the vote happens. I was actually reading the... They said that they wouldn't be sworn in until the 20th or 21st. But I don't think they're going to vote on it immediately, babe. The thing you have to remember is it's a trial. It's going to take days, Mm. weeks, months. It's not, there's no way they're going to actually, like, remove Trump from office. It'll be a while after that they're actually able to finish. Do you, sorry, do you think that that's possibly why Mitch McConnell waited? Because he wanted to wait until those two senators would be sworn in? Or is that just, like, reaching? (laughs) No, I think that Mitch McConnell wants to keep power for as long as possible, but he realizes he doesn't Mm. have it anymore. And I think that he, um... Honestly, I think he doesn't want to have the blood on his hands because that makes sense. I I think every single Republican wants to avoid having to vote on this as long as possible because I think they're all fucking scared of Trump and his his followers because they think that there's enough of them that it'll prevent Republicans from being elected. And I think that's true to a certain extent. I um, mean, I think more than more than not being elected, they should be scared for their fucking lives after what happened. Yeah, I mean, it's very clear that Trump does not give a fuck about them, so. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, also, I feel like it's like a double-edged sword for them, because if they vote to convict him, they have to deal with the angry Trump supporters. Right. Um, But if they don't vote to Im- convict him, they have to deal with republicans who are very aware of how fucking wrong this is and like how it's clearly like a like something that goes against democracy in every way (laughs) right and so like they lose the respect of those people and those people will no longer support them so it's kind of like what the fuck do we do now right and i mean we saw 10 members of the house who are republican vote for impeachment which i'm gonna be honest it's kind of sad to me that it was only 10 it's sad that it was only 10 but apparently so this is the most bipartisan impeachment trial ever really um just in that now that's still 95 percent of the republican members of the house voting to not move forward with the impeachment so 95 percent of the republicans there who had their lives directly on the line because of trump and they were like it's fine everything's fine guys right it's fine he didn't directly hold the gun in front of my face i mean obviously it's fucking atrocious but like i said i think that there's a lot of people who are scared to vote against trump um yeah i 
I really don't know how the Republican Party or the United States in general moves forward from this because I don't know... Like, now that we are aware that there are people who will storm the fucking Capitol building and riot and attempt to kidnap Congress people and put bombs at the Capitol and carry guns in and, you know, destroy government property and the federal, you know, government building. I don't think we can ever unknow that. I don't think we can ever just forget that that happened. I don't think you can, and I don't know how you change those people either. I don't know how you change the people who support it, and I don't know how you change the people who think that somehow it's Antifa. I don't know how you change the people who believe in QAnon. I don't know how you change the people who are fucking buying into Trump. I don't know how you change absolute white supremacists. Like, I don't know how you fucking change this at this point. Like, yeah. And this is beyond America at this point. Like, we have Trump rallies in Canada. Yeah. Do you know how pathetic it is to have a rally for a president, for a loser, loser fucking president of another country? Yeah, it's true. It's atrocious. It's like... Like, what the fuck? Are you kidding? Like, 30 minutes away from where I live, there was a fucking Trump rally and yeah. I live in, like, probably, like, people call where I live the Texas of Canada to give you context of, like, yeah. where I am. But in the most liberal fucking city of Canada, there was a Trump rally in Vancouver. Right. This is, like, fucking beyond America at this point. Like, his cult is fucking everywhere. Yeah, and that's, I worry about that, honestly, because it makes me scared for the future of all politics and all countries i mean i think that while younger people are obviously a lot more educated like not i don't want to say educated i want to say more educated about like social issues you know like equality um race issues things like that i younger people are more because they have more exposure to it and the world is just more accepting Every year it gets more accepting in that way. Um, and they have access to the internet. Younger generations every year are, be- like, becoming more aware and more accepting. I think they're also more tech-savvy. Yes. The older generations, however, there's more older people than there are younger people, and there's just nothing we can do about that for the time being. Right. And the older people are always going to vote conservative unless you can change their minds and the older people a lot of them are homophobic racist sexist they they really buy into a lot of these conservative ideals right even though in the end a lot of them don't even benefit them because a lot of older people are below the income that the republican or conservative like economy strategies benefit right like giving tax breaks to like the most wealthy individuals doesn't help the average 65 year old citizen in america right i i just genuinely wonder how and i i think it comes down to a lot race but how the fuck like rich elite men in america have conned so many people 
into believing that the Republican Party stands for them and their ideals, and they're, like, actually going to do anything that would benefit anyone who's not rich. Um, when it's clear that all of the policies directly line the pockets of corporations and, you know, just made it more and more difficult for working class people to survive. I think it's the idea of the American dream. And I don't even know if it's the American dream because, like, it's prevalent here in Canada, too. Like, the I think it's, like, the capitalistic dream, honestly. Like, the dream of living in a capitalistic society. Like, people dream that if they work hard enough, if they try hard enough, then they can become a one percenter. Then they can become super rich and flaunt their wealth and never work a day in their life again, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that it's like rolling like a million-sided die to try and end up rich in the United States. Like, you roll the dice and most people are going to get zero and, you know, one is going to get rich. And that's if you're a white man. Right. If you're a person of color, the odds are even less. Right. I don't know. To me, it's like, why wouldn't you want other people to have a good life? I don't, I just don't, I can't put myself in the headspace of, like, genuinely only giving a fuck about myself. And I don't know. I I think it, I think it comes from a position of pure privilege where you just don't understand where other people are coming from and you don't understand, like, the problems that other people have in their lives. Um, so I think I've talked to you about this before. My brother lives in Vancouver and rent there is in downtown Vancouver is atrocious, right? Yeah. And at one point, he was working two full-time jobs to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And he was, like, convincing himself that, like, oh, this isn't so bad. Like, I can do it. I'm sure anybody can do it. And I was like, actually, no, they fucking can't do it. (laughs) Right? Like, Mm A, it's ridiculous to expect that anybody could pay for like his apartment wasn't even a fucking one bedroom i don't think at that time it was like a studio apartment and he was working two full-time jobs to pay for it yeah like it's atrocious to expect that anybody should have to work that much to live like to just live their life and then save money right so that they have enough money to you know survive in case of something like covid because he's lucky that he was able to save enough money that like now that covid hit he has some money to fucking survive a little right but like it's atrocious that that needs to be the case b he was fairly healthy at that point when like he was working those two full-time jobs but someone like me i have a chronic illness it's like the spoon theory you only have so many spoons in a day right i can't work two full-time jobs right I don't even know if I'd be able to work a job and go to school at the same time. Right. Like, I have enough trouble just going to school and surviving and not feeling like death at the end of the day. Right, absolutely. So, people just, like, I think people just don't understand that not everybody has the ability to work hard. And I, like, I'm saying work hard very sarcastically because... What one person thinks is working hard is not another person's working hard because, like... Not everybody has the same bandwidth. Not everybody has the same ability to do things. Right. Exactly. Like, what I think is working really hard for myself is what somebody else might think is, like, taking it super easy. 
Right. But, like, that's just life, and people have problems. Right. Like, and that's, even perfectly healthy people may not necessarily have the same capacity for the amount of work that they're doing or exactly. how much time that they have. Perfectly healthy people, perfectly capable people shouldn't have to work two full-time jobs because that's just not fucking healthy for you. Right. You need time to socialize. You need time to rest. You need time for yourself. Like, you need that. And right. it shouldn't be expected that a person kill themselves in order to become, in order to be what Republicans or conservatives consider a successful member of society. Right, absolutely. Because I think you were saying this the other day, there are no unskilled workers. No. There are just underpaid workers and underappreciated workers. Well, that's the thing, like, I mean, yes, working a fast food job requires a lot of skills, very, very specific skills. I know tons of people who work desk jobs that get paid four, eight, ten times as much who could never a day in their life survive a fast food shift. Not even right. one. And it's like their jobs are totally different skills. I'm not necessarily arguing that, you know, the person sitting at the desk should get paid less because they had to get a college degree and they have certain, you know, things that they are able to do that somebody who works in fast food may not be able to but I think that the reality is that a lot of people need to recognize the fast food job is not inferior just because it doesn't require a degree because it requires mm -hmm. a whole lot of other very specific skill sets and very difficult tasks and they're the one that's generating the revenue all exactly. of the money that the fast food company makes comes from not the ingredients, not the building, but from the very specific worker who takes all those ingredients, puts them together, slaps the logo on it, and hands it to the customer. Exactly. And takes all the fucking shit from the customer who thinks that they're better than the worker because they're not a fast food worker. Yep. Exactly. Like, a, I think all worker, like all essential workers should be treated with fucking respect like if you're in a retail job if you work at a fast food place if you're a waiter whatever you need to be treated with some fucking respect because your job isn't worth less than anybody else's right and yeah. also need to be paid a living wage right like at, at the very least be paid a living wage absolutely so that you know it's possible to not fucking kill yourself absolutely I don't know. It's, and the thing is that the only way to change it is to fundamentally change the system. Yeah. But the system isn't going to change if people are still voting for Republicans or voting for conservatives. Well, and voting against their best interests, voting against people right. who want to raise wages, who want to give them health care, who want to give them the opportunity to get up off their feet or get off up, up off their knees onto their feet mm -hmm. and be able to actually live you know right right but people buy into the fact that the republicans are better and that democrats are evil right like people genuinely think that democrats are fucking evil i think i don't know some of it i think is very much like racism i think some of it is also religion and i don't know I, you know, I was a religious studies major in college. I didn't finish my degree, but I did some studying on religion. And I just don't understand how the Republican Party ever got fused with, like, the evangelical church. Mm -hmm. um, and I really wonder if we would be in a very different place politically today if that had never happened. If 
like religion and politics were kept separate from each other because back in the 70s it wasn't like this there wasn't a if you're christian if you're evangelical you're going to vote red it was you know there's a variety of different issues and it's up to you personally to make your decision based on your ethics and your moral code and what you feel that the bible says about different things and I just, I don't know how we ever got from, you know, in the 70s saying that to, well, now, you know, even if, even if you're not evangelical, if you're a certain religion, you vote a certain way because that's what everybody else does, you know? Right. I don't know. That's the only correct way. It's like people say a lot nowadays that if, like, Jesus was actually alive today, Republicans would hate him. Yeah. Well, newsflash, Jesus was a refugee. Uh, Jesus was <laughs> yeah. brown. Jesus said, give all your money away to the poor. Um, Jesus said a lot of really fucking radical things. Rich man will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but globally, if you live in the United States and you are able to have, like, have a roof over your head and food on your table every night, you're richer than most of the fucking world. So... Yeah. Fun fact, that's everybody. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, just mind-blowing. Yeah. But, I don't know, I feel like we've kind of gotten well off on a little bit of a tangent there as well. Again. Yeah. yeah. But I just wanted to quickly ask, like, before we wrap this up, you brought it up the other day, you're not sure if Trump being impeached will make him a martyr or not. Mm. Yeah. That's the thing that really scares me. So I am all for Trump being impeached. I think that what Trump did was very illegal. I think that what Trump did was very atrocious. Fun fact, a Confederate flag was flown in the Capitol um, during the riots, and that has never happened, not even during the Civil War. So, you know, the only other time in American history where the Capitol has been, like, breached ever is during the War of 1812 and 1814. I don't know for sure who it was, but there that's the only other time in U.S. history that the Capitol has ever been breached. So it's like, you know, something very historic happened. Um, and I am just really nervous that if Trump is impeached and he gets, you know, convicted or whatever the word we decided is the correct one, If that happens to him, I am just really fucking scared that instead of taking the L, which, you know, we know Republicans are so good at, I think it potentially could be a situation where they use him as a martyr and they say, look at how corrupt everything is, that not only would he not get reelected, the election would be stolen from him, but then the government would impeach him, you know? over Antifa or whatever, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the bullshit that these people are being spoon-fed. Yeah. Like, like with the senators um, voting to convict him, I think with impeaching him, it's like another double-edged sword. Right. Like, I think that there's a certain number of people that may not still accept the impeachment. But, again, like, if they don't impeach him, it says, this is okay. Right. Being a white supremacist is okay. Right. Like... It committing terrorist acts is okay. Right. Sedition is okay. Yeah, treason. That's what it says. Yeah. Treason's okay. Like, that's what that Storming says. Storming the Capitol is fine. Right. 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 And, and there are no consequences for anybody and that everything is fine and that you guys can do this again is essentially what we're saying if we right. don't impeach. But if we 
if we do, I just worry that people are going to use him as a martyr and use him as, mm-hmm. use that as further proof of just how bad the American government has gotten. Right. Because, it, like, I just fucking hate that. Like, if Obama had, obviously Obama never would have, but if Obama had come even one-eighth as close to doing anything near what Trump had ever done in his presidency, he would have been out immediately. You yeah. know? Yeah. Well, And that's because he's a black man. I was gonna say, you can almost draw a direct parallel. If Barack Obama had had, there was a Black Lives Matter protest in the Capitol, you know, in Washington, D.C., and he had stood in front of the crowd, talked to them, encouraged them, told them to storm up to the Capitol and tell their senators what they felt about things, and then those people had gone in, broke into the Capitol building, and, you know, thrown everything. Yeah, and attempted to kidnap senators and Congress people and to, you know, ransack the building. He would have been impeached immediately. It would have been done and over easy. And the American people would have crucified him for it. Figuratively and potentially literally. Like, they could have, you know, gone after him and tried to kill him. And I just... It's so frustrating to me that we're in a political place right now where people are allowed to say whatever they want under the guise of free speech and to incite violence and to incite hatred and evil and to put out fake information and that people will just gobble it up and they will do exactly what the, you know, whoever is putting this information out wants them to. That's the thing to me is Trump is, I don't want to sound too conspiracy theory, but Trump is not the smartest guy in the world. Um... (laughs) (laughs) he's a fucking idiot and um somehow he's figured out how to manipulate all of these people and to get them to do what he wants and to write these incredible speeches that are essentially fucking propaganda um and to just propagate all of this you know tension and sedition and you know how how he's done this is really incredible to me because he's not that smart i think either trump is smarter than we give him credit for like he's way smarter than we give him credit for which i don't think is the case because he is a fucking toddler like he is a fucking toddler like he has tantrums on twitter all the time and i'm so happy we never have to see that again yeah he has the emotional range of a two-year-old but Mm -hmm. but i think that It's either that or there's someone behind him. And that's the thing that I'm scared of. And, you know, even if there's not somebody behind him, like, you know, physically, like, directly telling him what to Mm -hmm. say and what to do, because I don't know that I think that Trump would buy that. No, I don't think so. But I think that maybe discreetly, yeah, indirectly, there's someone perhaps controlling things. And this is kind of super conspiracy-ish. Right. But... But I think even it's possible. Like it, even sorry. if there's not directly somebody there, I worry that someone smarter than Trump is going to come along who is a little bit more polite and a little bit less prone to tantrums and a little bit smarter about the things that he says and does on social media and the things that he says and does to other governments and doesn't yeah. get caught with 
the same things that Trump has gotten caught doing mm-hmm. is like gonna an, like someone who's actually charismatic. Yeah, someone who who isn't a you know someone who's said the kinds of things that Trump has said. Yeah, because Trump has the charisma of like a fucking tissue at the bottom of my garbage bin. <laughs> You're right. Um, <laughs> I worry that someone like that's gonna come along and take what Trump has built and use it to destroy this country. Yeah. Like, that's a legitimate concern of mine. Whether that's somebody who is behind it all along or whether that's somebody who just takes advantage of the chaos. Yeah. I guess we'll find out in 2024 because I don't know that I can see Biden being reelected. Yeah, I think, A, he's too old. He was elected out of desperation. Yeah. Like, people elected him not necessarily because they liked him, but because they were like, fuck, we need Trump out. Right. Everybody made this, like, push to remove Trump without thinking about, I think, necessarily the repercussions in 2024. Yeah, well, I mean, we you couldn't think about the repercussions because there would have been bigger repercussions if you hadn't done it because Trump would still be in office for another four years. That's true. I mean, I just think that, like, I think Biden was the worst possible candidate we could have picked. The both. fact that Bernie wasn't the candidate still... Like, yeah. it still haunts me. Yeah. And maybe they're hoping to have Biden run this time and then Kamala run eventually, which Kamala is better than Biden. I've heard that Michelle Obama plans to run, but I don't know how true that is. I heard Michelle Obama from the time that Barack left office. Yeah. You know? So, like, if it hasn't happened at this point, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see, but... I just can't wait for AOC to run for president because we know it's going to fucking happen. And I just cannot wait for it to happen. Like, cannot wait for her to be president. Yeah. I hope that by that point we're in a place where the American people will actually elect her. Because I don't know that she'd get elected right now. I don't think she would get elected right now. But I think by the time that she runs, there will be enough younger people who are familiar enough with her. Like, our generation. Like, you'll be, like, what? Like, 30 or, or so? Yeah. And, like, younger people will be turning 18 to 20. Yeah. People will be younger. And people fucking, like, younger people fucking love AOC. And so they'll be willing to vote for her. And then older people who are just staunchly Democrats, just general people who are generally Democrats, will vote for her anyways. Yeah. So I think that she has, she'll have, like, if she runs later, she'll have a good chance of winning. Obviously not today, but eventually, like, in 2030 something yeah but this was a really long one and my voice is starting to go so yeah we should wrap it up yeah we should wrap up i hope this episode was like kind of okay to follow along with because i feel like we talked in circles a ton but yeah hopefully it was interesting and okay to get through and you guys didn't hate it but we'll be back on wednesday for our regularly scheduled and like regularly themed episodes so stay tuned for that um Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.